Hello and welcome to The Gist. I'm your host, Chris Fatrano, here every week to break down all the things that are happening in pop culture and interviewing the people that make it pop. And, uh, okay, this week, guys, we are... We're entering a new era of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City because this episode, I am deep diving into this week's premiere episode. My gosh, are we heating up that chilly zip code? Oh, I, I was I was worried, and that's why we're going to get right into it. Plus, it's been a while since I've just had, since you guys have just gotten me, right? And it's I've had so many guests recently. Uh, we've had lots of really good interviews. Obviously, still buzzing from Dinah Jane. Can you guys believe it? Fifth Harmony's Dinah Jane and I having a conversation about her new music. A dream come true so fun. If you haven't checked it out, check out that episode. But today I I wanted to check back in because we've got our Real Housewives of Salt Lake City back on TV this week. And coming off of last season, I really didn't know what to expect, but I've got a lot to say. Plus, while we're here touching down on some of our favorite shows, I'm going to just touch a little bit at the end of the episode about um, some of the other shows that I've been watching and my thoughts there. So um, it's all happening on today's episode of The Gist. So let's get right into it, shall we? All right. So Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. First, we've just got to talk about what a disaster last year ended up being. Everyone called it its flop season. You know, we went through the entire season, Jen Shaw claiming that she was innocent only to, in the final moments of the fi- of this final episode, like reveal that she pled guilty, that she was going to prison. It was like everything that we had worked up to this whole season just came crashing down. And it just wasn't giving everything from Heather's black eye, which I never want to talk about again, to, I mean, just uh, literally everything that that season gave w- didn't work. And I think that they realized it. I think that they knew that this was, you know, it was potentially going to kill this franchise, much like, you know, Dallas did several years before. And so I think these ladies knew it. They were like, we've got to bring the heat to Salt Lake City. And man, are they melting those snowflakes left and right with this opening? I mean, if this is what we're getting in the premiere We are in for a season. Um, All right. So first of all, just getting right into the premiere episode. I hope that you guys watched because if not, spoiler alert to come. But my God. So we open with a cold open. We don't get our, you know, taglines. Instead of taglines, we're getting Bible verses. And the most dramatic like walks of these women. I mean, it was Emmy worthy performances from these women. And I'm going to say the editors and producers, them putting together this like opening two minute clip was everything. So we open with, um, you know, you're seeing like producers were breaking the fourth wall right from the beginning. You're seeing producers while the girls are in on a girl's trip in Bermuda 
and you're seeing the producer stand outside Heather's room and suddenly she's still miked and you hear that she gets a phone call and she starts freaking out and she's like, are you kidding me? And she's crying and she's like, I can't believe this. And so producers are like freaking out. You see them pick up the cameras. Producers are like, go in the room, go in the room. And she, you know, they, they barge in her room and instantly she's like kicking them out. She's like, no guys, you can't be in here. No, no, no. And she, she pushes them out. Then we move into the this like Bible verse. I mean, it was like something right out of days of our lives. I mean, it was incredible. And um, I loved everything about it. And especially Angie as she's walking uh, down the street with her pink poodle. Um, that was just something that we had. And then it goes into some clips that we did not see in the original trailer. So now we're starting to see some additional footage from this upcoming year that we're about to get. And it looks incredible. I was like, I could have, I could have ended the episode right there and told you guys that this was way better than anything we got from last season. Um, But most importantly, Meredith at the end, when she's just, you can leave. Oh, it was everything. It was everything. So um, loved it. So excited for what's to come. But obviously then we have to rewind. We go to four months earlier and we are right with our queen of Sundance. Lisa Barlow kicks us off. And um, yeah, she's preparing for Sundance because she is the self-proclaimed Sundance queen. And, you know, she's setting up for Sundance and she jumps in the car. We see her with her husband and she's talking about Jack, who last season we saw that Jack, you know, was, you know, remember fudge college, fudge college. He didn't want to go to college. So apparently an 18 year old still says fudge instead in that household. Um, But we learned that instead of college, he's going on a two year mission with the church and you know, I, I didn't find that to be like the craziest thing. I mean, we know that they're Mormons. We know that like we're in Salt Lake City. So to hear that he, he's going on a mission wasn't very shocking, but there's a lot of sadness happening. Lisa is crying like crazy in her testimonials about it. She's crying in the car. She's, you know, sad that she's like losing him for two years. But I think what we ended up learning and where I'm thinking that this sadness is really coming from is that he kept it a secret from his parents for a year, that he was going to leave on a mission for two years. So while he's saying fudge college and not wanting to go to college, he's leaving out the fact that he's already planned to go on a mission. Something is afoot there. Like, what is going on? Why is he not sharing this information? It's pretty, it's pretty crazy. And, um, and so he's going to go on this mission. He also made some comment, like when they asked, like, well, why didn't you tell us that he said, well, I'm not like you and dad. What does that mean? What are we missing? I am so curious as to what we are potentially going to find out here. Um, so we get that, uh, and then we, you know, we go to Heather to catch up with her. We see that, you know, her New York Times bestselling book, Bad Mormon, is doing well because she has a new uh, home, which also she has a second location of Beauty Lab. So Heather is thriving despite the black eye and 
the season that she had. And let's be clear that she also had Ultimate Girls Trip between last season and this season. And that was also a flop. So not great. Um, but she is thriving in life. And so we see her in her new house. She is <laughs> um, shoveling her own driveway in preparation for Meredith's arrival. And, you know, Meredith has to give some shade. Like, well, you know, in Salt Lake City, most of us have snow removal service and we're not out there shoveling ourselves. Um, but, you know, we're... We're, we get to, you know, a little bit of them and, and what's going on. And I loved that we ultimately get into the Whitney of it all because Whitney and Heather are bad weather girls. They did not leave things in good terms. And so we find out that, you know, they sat down the day before and they had determined that they were going to try to start fresh and they were going to like try to truly move on, which we saw a lot of that in the last season and on ultimate girls trip. So let's really hope that they do. Cause I can't take another moment of that. Um, but they rehash that. And then we learned that while <laughs> Heather's ready to move on with Whitney, Meredith is not Meredith has now turned on Whitney because of some comments that she made, uh, with regard to her bathtub. And that she thought that taking a bath was creepy. And I just have to say that while she's reading the, like, what was it, New York Post or something article that interviewed Whitney, and she's trying to do a Whitney impersonation. But I'm sorry, when you have Meredith Mark's voice, you can't do a Whitney Rose. I'm just... It was, it was everything. So she's trying to do Whitney's impression, talking about how like being in the bathtub is creepy and how she's so offended. And Heather's laughing the whole time, thinking that this is all a big joke and that like Meredith is just like getting that this is kind of shady. And then she realizes that Meredith is actually like super pissed. So she's like, oh, we're actually like having a problem here. So that was, that was a great moment. And then we get to the return of Mary Cosby. Uh, she is arriving at Meredith Mark's store to check in with her and have a little lunch. Oh my gosh, guys, I didn't know how I was going to feel when I heard that Mary Cosby was back as a friend of. Let's not forget that she did not show up for the season two reunion. Mary Co And in true Housewives fashion, Lisa Vanderpump, Adrian Maloof, like these people have not been asked back because they chose not to finish out filming their seasons. And Andy has always said that's the kiss of death. So you know last season was bad if they're breaking all the rules for Mary Cosby because I'm going to say it, Mary Cosby is problematic. Like the things that come out of her mouth, she's definitely going to be canceled. Um, but what I also realized is, my God, we needed her. Oh, my God. She is the comic relief that this cast needs. I think Heather last season, I think that was part of Heather's downfall, is that I think Heather thought she was the comic relief. And what we're actually coming to find is that it was Mary Cosby all this time. I mean, the things that she says are just so wild and outlandish. I, I loved it. I mean, they're, we're trying to get caught up with her. She's talking about her son. She's like, oh, yeah, he's got a girlfriend who, 
people are telling me that he's got a wife. And the producers are like, you didn't ask him? And she's like, I haven't been able to yet. I mean, finding out if your your son has a wife. Um, and then learning that her husband, uh, Robert Sr., um, has been in Vegas for six months and uh, had just returned. And so, again, producers are like, oh, and how was that for you? And she was like, great, great. You know, it's just like not sad that her husband's gone for six months. It's like that's that sounds right to her. Um, so, so glad to have her back. You know, she wanted to kind of uh, deep dive with Meredith on like what was going on with Jen. Meredith kind of shut it down was like, I really don't think there's anything more to talk about. She's in prison. She's serving her time. Like we're all going to have to move on now. Uh, but you know, uh, Mary was like, it's karma and karma got her. And so, you know, in true Mary fashion. So we've got that. Um, and then let's see, where did we go from there? We got, we went to Angie. So Angie, friend of Angie, who Jen Shaw, you know, spilled her uh, champagne on her head last year. Angie, who also last year, I'm going to just say it, Angie was so desperate. She was so thirsty. She was so clear. She was vying for a full-time spot last year, did not get it. And, uh, you know, there were certain moments where I really saw something in Angie where I was like, okay, she does hold the ladies accountable. She can go toe-to-toe with them. But it was the thirst that was like really bothering me. And so I didn't know, I didn't think that like we'd get her back, especially because she was, you know, friend of Jen Shaw, who's now not on the show. But we got Angie back and she is a full time housewife. And not only that, but she's got her own friend who is also a full time housewife. And so we're getting a little bit of this. So we, we, you know, Angie arrives to her brunch or lunch with the girls um, with, and Lisa Barlow is coming. We learned that like, you know, Lisa and Angie are like talking about how they're besties, which I don't really remember that. Like, did they become besties last year? Or is this now the new narrative for this season? I'm not sure. Time will tell. Um, But what we do meet is we meet our new housewife, Monica. Okay. There's a lot to unpack with Monica. First of all, lover, I think. It's too early to tell. You know, I get nervous when I make these kind of like sweeping remarks because I'm not quite sure because we're only one episode in. But I think I love her. And I'm getting Jen or Jennifer Aiden vibes from New Jersey. And not in the like grandiose, you know, has 19 bathrooms and all of that. Although I get a little bit, bit of like Jen Aiden from her confessionals. Um, like they both seem like they're shopping in the same closet. But I, more importantly, am like she just speaks her mind. Like she is not afraid to just say whatever is on her mind. She is, and, and there's so much to unpack here. I mean, really so, so much to unpack. You know, we learn that she was, I guess, Jen Shah's assistant at one point. She said her assistant, like, quit or something. And so she stepped in to help. And then Jen Shah apparently says, do you want to make $600,000 a year? You just need to sign all these, like, documents to, to take on all of this extra stuff. 
And we then learn that she calls her friend in the Secret Service to be like, this seems shady. Should I move forward with this? And the Secret Service was like, uh, yeah, no, she's about to go to prison. And two months later, she was. And apparently Monica was a witness in her federal trial. I mean, what? I mean, WTF, seriously. It's insane and incredible and it's like they could they we couldn't have Jen Shaw on this season so we ended up getting the girl that's going to give away all of Jen Shaw's secrets it's amazing like well done bravo producers this was a great casting choice um, you know, she talks about how she has all these dark se- secrets about Angie and Lisa and that Jen has told her. And so she's like, I'm trying to tread a line where I realize that everything that Jen said was full of shit. But also, you know, I want to I want to be aware of the things that she said, too, so that I don't end up in a bad place. So so it's giving a lot and I'm excited. Um, but then we also learned that she's going through a divorce And I was a little confused about what was happening there because she said she was married to her husband and then she ended up in an entanglement. And I was like, is an entanglement abuse? Is entanglement, you ended up in an affair? I wasn't clear on what we're using the word entanglement to define here, but she ended up in an entanglement. They got divorced and then got remarried and now they're going through another divorce. So that sounds messy and... You know, that's what you want from your housewives. They, You want them to give mess. Um, and then we, you know, end at Heather's, uh, what they call it, I guess her refresh party. Um, because, uh, you know, she wanted like the fresh powdery snow and to have everyone start fresh. So um, it was her start fresh party, her fresh refresh party. I can't remember, but... Um, But yeah, so she's there setting up. Then, you know, Whitney arrives. We see uh, Mary and Meredith arrive. Lisa uh, shows up with the newbies. So Angie and Monica join Lisa. And of course, uh, you know, Angie didn't say some uh, very favorable things about Heather uh, last season. And so Heather was like, of course, you know, Lisa's bringing Angie, who literally said the most disparaging things about me last year. Um, but, you know, they she's ready to start fresh. So she's going to she's going to try her best. Um, and then it's just it's so interesting, too, because, you know, I in talking about Monica again, it's like she truly is on the show and she's just burning down Jen Shaw's house. I mean, I don't know where Jen Shaw goes from here with any of these ladies because the things that she's saying in her confessionals, I mean, she's like, oh yeah, I'm, you know, meeting Heather. And she's like, but Jen said nothing good about Heather. Um, And I just, I feel like she knows all the stuff that Jen Shaw said as, because they were friends. I mean, I think they were legitimately friends who, you know, worked together and hung out together and that Jen Shaw probably trusted. And so it doesn't look like she's going to have a whole lot of friends left at the end of this because Monica is here to burn it down to the ground. Um, And 
then we learn that Lisa thought she was in a good place with Mary, and then she said that Mary texted her some like horrible things. We start re getting recap of the texts. I mean, she's like, you're going to kill people with your tequila. You're like the worst person alive. I mean, it went on and on. I mean, again, it was like comedy. It's like Mary is problematic and she's mean and she, you know, says things that she feels. But man, is it entertaining to watch? And I don't know, does that make me a bad person? But it's so entertaining to see what Mary Cosby says to these women because it's like, it's things that you think about people sometimes, but like she's actually just going there and just going to say it. And it's, it's, I mean, she's, she's a character of her own. I mean, she truly is on her own planet. Um, and then, you know, everyone's talking about like Heather's book and she, someone, I can't remember who said it, but like who read it and no one there had read the book, but I did enjoy the moment where Lisa, you know, is like, did you say anything about me? And Heather's like, I just said that like, you're the best person to be seated next to at a dinner party and that you're like a lady of town, like you're a city, a city girl or something. And Lisa's like, oh, where's my credit card? I need to buy it. And, you know, I thought that was cute. But then we like see that Angie is kissing Lisa's ass. And she's like, oh, I want Lisa to autograph a copy for me. And I don't know. That just, again, it was like that thirst. It's like she was really grasping. I feel like potentially producers maybe told her, you're coming back on, but we don't know in what capacity. So like, it's up to you to really get your snowflake. And so I think that she like was like, okay, well, I don't have Jen and I know I can't go head to head with Jen. So I've got to have like an ally and a bestie. And I think that's what is happening with like this for this thirsty for, you know, Lisa's approval. Um, and then what else did we get? Oh, we got Whitney and Meredith, um, going after each other. You know, Meredith confronts Whitney about the things that she said in the article. And we end up back in like rehashing some of the things from the reunion where, you know, Lisa said that Meredith and Heather were doing special K, but somehow, you know, Meredith is now upset with, Whitney as a result of it. And so I don't know, it's a little bit exhausting. It's like, I, I don't think that like, I truly don't think that Whitney meant a lot of harm about the bathtub comment. And I don't think that she was going after her marriage and the cleanliness of her bathtub. I think that she was just kind of being shady about like the fact that they filmed kind of a, a creepy scene. And I don't know. It was, it was, I don't, that fight is not giving. It's giving, it's giving season three, if nothing else. And so we really need to move on from it, but, um, we'll see, we'll see where they go. Meredith also pulled Lisa aside and said, you know, I'm, I would like to attempt to mend fences. So let's, let's try. And, um, yeah, I guess time will tell. We'll see what happens. They they have made a plan to get together, which I'm hoping we'll see in this next episode. Um, and yeah, I think I think that's really it. Then we end up in like a snowball fight that was, you know, kind of silly, but kind of fun. 
Mary watching from the sidelines, like, are these, are they liking it? Are they getting along or are they fighting for real? And so she, she was very confused, but I mean, quite frankly, I think we all were a little bit, um, but it was fun. And, you know, and that's what I think last season also missed is that we like, it was like almost too dark. We all knew what was happening with Jen Shaw the uh, the whole black eye of it like there was just things that felt so dark and no one was talking about things and a lot of it felt artificial and like this actually just sort of feels fun and fresh and i don't know i'm 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 liking it i'm liking it a lot and so and it looks like we're in for a season like we've got some really amazing clips in the you know trailers and in what we saw in that cold open we didn't get taglines yet so those are still to come probably you know in the next episode since we didn't end with it to be continued so i imagine we'll probably get taglines in the next week or so um but yeah i am i'm loving it i'm loving our salt lake city i'm glad to have it back um i was worried but i feel like i can take a collective breath because it seems like we're in for quite a ride so I'd love to know your guys' thoughts, um, you know, sound off in the comments and find me on socials because uh, I would love to just know what you guys thought of this premiere. Oh, my last comment that I made, I did make a little note of that, is like Whitney didn't get an edit in the premiere, which I thought was very interesting. She, you know, we knew that she had kind of like buddied up with Lisa and that she was like besties with Lisa but we didn't see any of that. I mean, they didn't even interact, I don't think, at Heather's party. So it's like, is there something that happened that we missed? Why are they not, you know, besties now? What has gone on? But even the fact that, like, we've gotten nothing with, you know, Whitney at home. There, You know, usually at the start of every season, we get, like, a little montage of each of the housewives and, like, what's happened. You know, we got Heather shoveling the snow, but we learn, you know, about Beauty Lab and we see that, you know, where she's at with the girls and that she's got the New York Times bestseller. And so we're getting, like, a little bit of everything from that. And I felt like we d didn't get that from Whitney at all. Like, there really wasn't anything. She was in a flashback scene with Heather, and then she was, you know, at the party. And very strange, because, you know, she's such a, a staple of the show in previous seasons. And so I, I'm wondering if that's, like, you know, some something to come. Is We're going to learn more. I don't know, because I was just surprised not to have seen her really with a much of a presence in this premiere. Um, but maybe I didn't need her because I loved the premiere. So we shall see. Um, but yeah, so sound off. Let me know what you guys are thinking there. Um, and then since we're here and since we're, you know, gabbing about Bravo, I figured I would just touch down because as you remember, I was doing my Bravo breakdowns pretty regularly. And I just like, I think with all the scandal and everything that was going on, I just... I wasn't feeling it. I was feeling like a lot of the shows had like weren't giving life. Scandaval was like exhausting. It was hard to keep up. And so I kind of took a bit of a break. And so the last time we recapped was the premiere of Roni, Real Housewives of New York. 
And so touching in on where we're at with them, still loving it. I thought it was really fresh. I was really excited for the new cast. I think that they all bring some really amazing things. Um, but I'm still loving it. And I, again, want to know what you guys are thinking. I, I see the tides are turning a little bit on Jenna. Uh, she came out in strong. She came in kind of the matriarch. Everyone was sort of looking to her. She's clearly, you know, the richest. She's got, you know, the most kind of clout. And now we're starting to see the jealousy side of that kick in. And we're seeing the girls sort of like turn on her a bit like, oh, she can't fly coach and she has to go on the girls trip two days early to like get massages and do and, you know, kick off her vacation early. It's like, yeah, but also Jenna Lyons is busy, girl. Like she's busy. She's I mean, basically we learned she's like reinventing Rockefeller Center and bringing life back to it. And, you know, it's like she's a serious staple. And so the girls are going a little hard. Um, but I'm just trying to think, like, the the touchstones. I like all the girls, I think. I really thought, I think in my original sort of recap of the premiere, I was like, oh, yeah, Jessel can go. I She's giving nothing. I'm actually realizing that, like, Jessel is a bit problematic, but in sort of the best way, the way that, like, old school Ramona used to be, where she would, like, say the thing, where she would tell Bethany, you know, that she was never going to find love on the on the bridge and not realize, like, how offensive that was. That's what Jessel's giving. Like, she's just sort of, like, saying what's coming to mind but not realizing, like, how offensive she's coming off. Um, also very curious about what's happening with that husband who has to go to Vietnam for a banh mi sandwich. Um, I mean, I wish that he would just be like, hey, we're like, I need to figure out a trip so that we get to our next status on our like mileage points or whatever it is, because it makes no sense. You're going to Vietnam for three days. It's going to take you almost that to travel. Some, and so he's excited about a banh mi sandwich. I the fact that we did that we just sort of dipped into that and didn't like dive in i was very curious but love erin she gives great energy she gives great housewife um you know bryn i loved in the beginning it's all coming off a little too much at times like she's really trying to lean on this like flirty comedy girl that like I don't know. I, I actually want to see Bren be a little bit more vulnerable the way that she has with opening up about her childhood. So I'd love to see more of that. Um, Sai, you know, Sai is Sai. She's an influencer who has a lot of opinions and she's probably moving to the bottom of my list. Like I feel like she'll be seated furthest away from Andy at the reunion. Um, but you know, I'm liking, I'm liking what these ladies are giving and Uba is incredible. I feel like she's, I kind of like forget about her though, because she was out of a couple of episodes, I feel, because she had COVID and she hasn't been delivering a lot of like, you know, she's fun. She's like easy to watch, obviously gorgeous, but I feel like we have only scratched the surface with her. So, but I, I want more. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm loving the season. I think that it's exactly what we needed in a fresh take of Roni. I'm hearing rumors that like they're already talking that they might try to start folding in some legacy cast members in the future. Leah McSweeney is one of the names that I've heard. Um, I don't think that needs to happen, but we'll see. 
Um, we've still got a, uh, you know, some of the season left. We've got a reunion. So we've still got some, some meat on this bone, uh, but I'm loving what I'm watching and I tune in. I, I kind of hate that it's on Sundays um, because Sundays are jam packed because there's Atlanta and there was Crappy Lake and it was just like kind of in the fold, but it was always the first thing I was going to, to watch. So that's a good sign. Um, also loving Below Deck this season. It was some serious controversy, um, some potential like almost assault happened um, on the boat. There have been some just crazy characters. Uh, if you're not watching Below Deck or if you've never watched Below Deck, I would actually venture to say this could be your first introduction to it. Um, and of course I'm talking about down under below deck down under, because there are so many, uh, different, uh, variations of it, but we're getting, you know, it's a feast for the eyes. I love Asia. I mean, she's so like sweet and so much comedy and her and the captain's relationship is so good. It's, it kind of reminds me of a little bit of like Kate Chastain, um, and, uh, what's our, oh gosh, what's our captain of the sea? Um, he, that now they have their own couch talk and for whatever reason, I can't remember his name. Um, but I'm, I'm getting like that kind of relationship from them, like truly, truly good friends. Um, and so I love that we're getting good guests. We had some real drama, um, with one of the guests and uh, a health scare on this last episode. So it's kind of everything. So I would definitely, if you aren't watching, I would say that. Um, and then, uh, we're OC, um, and by the way, this week, guys, can you believe we have we have Atlanta, New York, Salt Lake City, and OC. We have all four Housewives running this week. Like this is, I mean, a lot, but also just enough for me. I love it. Um, but OC is giving. Uh, you know, I said in the early part, I wasn't sure if OC really had anything. I think OC doesn't have a you know a headline moment that's really going to happen this season, but I'm okay with it. It feels like a palate cleanser. It feels like, you know, I can digest each, each episode. And I mean, Tamara coming back can be a little thirsty at times. She's very aware of her like place to sort of like push storyline. And I always worry when a housewife gets too involved in that. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Um, and then, uh, and I, and I think that we've still got some, some meat on that bone as, as well. So we'll see what, what ends up happening, but I think all, to, all in all, it's a good season. I'm not upset about it. Um, and then flipping to Atlanta, which we're now in the reunion. I mean, what a horrible season they are having their flop era right now. This cast is not working so far. This reunion has been chaos. Like I literally was watching it on Sunday um, and, or no, I was watching it on Monday, Labor Day. And I couldn't, I like literally had to keep checking to see how much time was left. I was like, why does this feel like it's been on for three hours? It was dragging and I don't normally feel that way about a reunion. Those are my favorite. And I just was like ready to call it. Um, yeah, it's just, it's not the right cast. It's not the right players. It, and I mean that from the production standpoint as well. I think like they're not going after the right storylines. There, There's too much 
of nothing, really. That's, I mean, that's really all I can say. There's too much of nothing. I think we got something with, like, the Drew-Ralph divorce, but we got that in the last, like, 15 seconds of the show. And, yeah, it's kind of playing out, like, the whole Jen Shaw on Salt Lake City thing. It's just, like, it's, it's not, it's, we waited all season for nothing. And now we're here at the reunion, and everyone's just, like, screaming over each other but about nothing and so i'm just like i don't think we have anything here we're we're really due for some kind of a reboot of that cast um and i know rumors are out that they're recasting the whole thing i've heard that they're you know have only signed on for another two or two of the two or three of the current cast members to return um but i think all of that is hearsay and We'll see. It's not, it's just not doing what it needs to do. So, um, Atlanta is a snooze, uh, but I hope that we get our, you know, old school Atlanta back in some capacity in the next season. Um, otherwise, you know, I am still riding high on the Barbie movie. If you guys haven't seen it, amazing movie, definitely for any of the ladies out there. It's not cheesy. You will love it. You will cry. Amazing movie. Um, Righteous Gemstones on HBO. If you are not watching it, what are you doing? Like, you have to watch the show. It's so funny. It's so smart. It just makes me laugh. We actually finished season three and are, have already started a rewatch of season one and are going to take it through all three seasons again because it's just, it's so good. And I think that it's finally getting the legs and the attention that it needs and deserves. So, um, yeah. And then lastly, a bunch of you had like messaged me about Love Island and said that I must watch it because if I loved, you know, the Bravo of it all, that I was going to absolutely love Love Island what you guys failed to mention is how many episodes there are of this thing. So somebody gave me like dipped me in and said, okay, this is the season on the UK version of love Island that you should watch to like introduce you to the whole thing. I was like hooked in the first like two episodes and I was like, Oh yeah, I'm like in. And then suddenly I was like, okay, when is this thing over? It's so long. It is really interesting. It is a lot. There was, but I found myself at the end sort of fast forwarding through a lot of like some of the scenes. It just kind of got repetitive. And then I got really sad at the end. I went to look up some of these people on Instagram to just see like, what are they up to now? Who's in their relationship still? Well, I think none of them were in a relationship still. If, yeah, I'm pretty sure all of them have ended their relationships. But the girls, none of them were recognizable. And that made me so sad because they already showed up on this show with, you know, all the like face work and all the things. But to see like what the show has like done to them post seasons, it kind of was upsetting. So I'm I'm dipping out of Love Island. But I told you guys, I promised you guys I would give it a try. I did. I went through all of I think season seven, UK right to the end and I gave it a try and I just don't know if it's for me. So yeah, but thank you for the recommendations. I mean, keep them coming. I'll keep watching things if you think I need to. Um, but yeah, so Righteous Gemstones, the Barbie movie, Below Deck, and of course our Real Housewives. 
um, please watch them. But guys, we've reached the end. I am still, I'm still, I'm ready for the next episode of Salt Lake City. I think that like, I think that I might be like back in love with them and I'm so happy to be feeling this way. So again, let me know what you guys thought. Um, you can find me on socials. I'm at CM Vetrano on all the platforms. Um, but a lot of times on Instagram. So follow me there and let's get the conversation started. And then, um, what else? Don't forget to rate and subscribe. So you never miss an episode next week. We are another show that if you aren't watching, you must watch, um, family karma on Bravo. If you haven't watched it, it's so good. It's, it's not like your normal sort of ensemble show that we get like the Shaw's and Vanderpump and Southern charms because we also get the parents and we get the parents drama. It's so good. And, um, Amrit Kapai, uh, who is on the series, uh, he is joining me next week uh, for a very fun conversation. So uh, be sure that you tune in next week for that. But until then, I'm going to leave y'all and we're going to go ride the Salt Lake City High that we're all on um, into the weekend. But hope you all are doing well and having a great short week. And I will uh, talk to you all soon. Bye.